The Feel Better Station for Warrington Hospital. This is Radio General. Now, the final hooter with Adrian Jackson and David Parkinson. Well, Parky, uh, the pre-season's done and dusted. I've got my trackies off. I've done my stretching. Where did you do your pre-season training then? Um... Uh, the witness promenade. Okay, okay. So you, oh, you on the banks of the Mersey. You, you took it tropical this year, then. <laughs> Where did you go? Um, well, to be fair, yeah, yeah, it was Pennington Flash, I think. Yeah, see, we can't afford Portugal like Warrington. Ah, uh, see, that's uh, where I it know is. that Leeds Rhinos are going America, won't they? If you'd asked me the year before, I went to Malta, didn't I, over Christmas? Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, you yeah. did your early pre-season in Malta then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But look, that was last year. Oh, though. that last year. Yeah, that was last year. That oh, was okay. that, that was for 2019. That yeah. so it was all ready and rearing to go. But we're all ready and rearing to go. It's 20. 20 folks it's not sank in with me yet 2020 uh, you don't tell me you're still not playing cricket it is rugby league isn't it yeah, 2020. yeah. just yeah. wait till we get to 4020 me and you still reported rugby league in 4020 mm. <laughs> rugby league 125 years old this year happy birthday happy birthday uh, and i tell you what from being at the rugby league launch on monday uh, which we've got a load of audio to come from tell that. you what i saw the tv footage and the huddersfield town all looked spectacular what a great room what an absolutely stunning place! Pity the, the George Hotel shut. They couldn't have it in there. I, I know, I know, but you know, next best thing. I mean, it's a it was a, a building kind of built in a similar sort of era. Mm. Um, and, and yeah, what what a spectacular setting! But um, uh, we've got something to tell everybody about. What's that? According to Ralph Rimmer, there's going to be a big party come the end of the season. Oh, at the George Hotel? Well, I don't know whether it's going to be bar. at the George. I don't know whether there's any free... He just said that there's going to be a, a big celebration. So uh, right. everybody should watch their emails, watch everything uh, ahead for that. Who'd have thought, um, and I, I wonder if you could have a, a minute with our ancestors who set the game up in that room in the George Hotel. Mm-hmm. When they sat there, I wonder if they had any idea we'd still be here talking about the greatest game in the world, rugby league, 125 years later. Well, uh, another thing that uh, Ralph Rimmer mentioned was that we we are the original rebel sports, and we I quite are. like that. I think that should be our tagline for the season. So, how do you feel about me and you being rebels over yeah, the course of the why season? Yeah, uh, Found the hooter. Back for 2020, we're not 125 years old. I think we're only about uh, 11, aren't we? Uh, yeah, yeah, we've been around a bit, though. Been around the blocks. How come we didn't have a testimonial last year, then? Don't know. Don't know. Did we fill in the right paperwork? Usually, maybe, that, maybe, that, maybe that that's counted against us, hasn't it? Uh, Lou McCarthy Scarsbrook's having a, a testimonial this year, isn't he? He is, yeah, yeah. He's Mike a- Cooper. Mike Cooper, who else? Jamie Jones-Buchanan, he had one. He had one, yeah. yeah. Even though he's retired. Yeah, did you see that? He's joined the coaching staff at Leeds Rhinos. Um, Adrian Jackson and Dave Parkinson, talking rugby league on the fan who said the podcast uh, for loverugbyleague.com. Uh, thanks very much, as always, to Radio General and the sound for Warrington Hospital for letting us use the studio once again to try and make me and you sound professional. Yeah, I, I always, I often wonder whether it succeeds. To be honest, but we get we get some generally good feedback, don't we? Mention Jamie Jones Buchanan retiring. Mm-hmm. Who uh, else retired? We also said farewell last year to Ashton Sims, mm-hmm. Benny Westwood. It's mm-hmm. going to be strange not having Super Benny Westwood out, out on the field. It is, but have you seen his new business venture? No, he is selling fast food <laughs> in Warrington. Pies. This is good. I like Hot it. Hot dogs. I think so. Yeah. Oh, okay. Might, might seem for a hot dog. Uh, Danny Maguire said farewell to Rugby League. Mark Minicello, Sikamanu, Carl Ablett, Luke Douglas. And even though he said farewell to Rugby League in Australia, but he did play in Super League, 
Super Sammy Burt just no longer with us in the world of rugby league. That's a massive blow, that it isn't is for it? Great Britain, isn't it? Yeah, because I mean, he's he's been a fantastic player at international level for a, a good has. number of years. Even though rugby union tried to blame the loss in the World Cup on him, he would they? do, wouldn't they? Because he's came from the rebel sport. That's why. See, we're into it already. The rebel sport. I like it. Uh, we've got a load of new players entering Super League for the first time ever in 2020. Okay, are you going to test me on some of these? Go on, go go with the guy from Castleford. Oh, we were practising this name go <laughs> in, on. in our rehearsals. I'm still going to get it wrong. <laughs> go on. To see if Becky. Yeah, right? I think that's a good one, yeah. Ex-Cronola Shark. Uh, James Maloney, Catalans. Yeah, yeah, he's come from the NRL as well. Gavin Margaret. Yeah, played a, a long time at Toulouse. Uh, very good centre. James Gavitt. Gavitt, yeah, from Newcastle. Aidan Caesar. All Hazel, the new Caesar at Old Huddersfield. Caesar. That's it. Spelt the way I wouldn't have spelled it, but there you go. S-E-Z-E-R. Don't, don't go causing any upsets already. You know, you, you can, can, can you imagine your first, uh, your first interview with him and say, it's not the way that I expected you to spell your name. I don't know how many commentators are there. All Hazel, Aidan Caesar. Well, it's already turned out in one of the, uh, one of the rugby league press, oh, right, actually, okay. for, a, you know, All Hail the new Caesar. Manu Mao for Hull. Oh, yes. Uh, Lee Sal. Liggy Sow. Liggy Sow, yeah. Is that his, that's his name. Uh, one interesting signing for Hulkinson Rovers. It'd be interesting to see how this guy goes. Uh, Sean Kenny Dual. Yeah, I mean, he's he's been around a long while, hasn't yes. he, in the NRL? Played a lot for New Zealand. Um, or is it Dowell? Can I be posh? Yeah, you are. You're being really posh. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably lose that you know, by the start of the season. You know, you know what that is? It's because there's a double barrel. You know, We're it not is. used to put double barrel names in rugby league, are we? Matt Pryor. He's joining us from the world into Super League. Yeah. Connor Jones. Yeah, played last, Salford. played last season at Featherstone. Uh, come from Australia before that. Uh, a guy who very unluckily got released by a witness when he went into administration, went back to Halifax. He's earned the right for a, a crack in Super League. It's Adam Tangasser at Wakefield. I, I'm really pleased that he's got a shot because he's a decent forward, hasn't he? He's been one of the uh, one of the championship's top performers for a number of seasons now. Saying hello to Warrington for the first time in Super League is going to be Gareth Widdup, uh, Matty Ashton and Keenan Brand. Um, you know what? I'm looking forward to seeing how all three of them make an impact. I mean, Matty Ashton, he set the championship alight last season. I think it was 30 tries in 24 games. Mm. Uh, Keenan Brand had a really good start at Witness last year. Uh, and, uh, well, Gareth Widdup, some superstar signing from Australia, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, what a, what a signing he's going to be. Uh, Sonny Bill Williams. Uh, during Super League Who's for, that? Uh, for Toronto some guy who's playing in the dark side never heard of him seasons yeah so it'll be interesting to see how he goes in Canada uh, landing at Wigan is Kai Pierce Paul from the London Broncos yeah alright he, he's come from the London Broncos he never played for them in Super League and George Burgess surprisingly parky uh, only ever played for Bradford in the academy then swapped and went with uh, Sam to make his name in Australia. He's never played in Super League before. That really surprised me, that. Yeah, because yeah. I, I remember seeing him as a kid, actually, when he played for England Academy against mm. the Aussie schoolboys. Now, the Australians must have felt a lot of him because they, they brought him straight over to exactly. South Sydney, didn't they? So he's actually going to make his Super League uh, appearance, debut against Warrington in the first round of Super League. It's, it's a great story, isn't it, with George Burgess, to mm. be honest, and then coming back to play his rugby league over here in the UK. And just one coach saying hello to Super League for 2020. It's a big pair of shoes to be filling, but Christian Wolf at St. Times would be confident that he can carry on the work that happened last season. I think it's uh, it could be a baptism of fire for Christian Wolf because, to be honest, you can't get a much better season than what St. Helens had last year, could no. you? 
so those are the guys saying hello and goodbye. Hello, goodbye. To uh, to Super League and uh, Rugby League. Right, we did mention about the whole of Rugby League being launched for the season. This was at this special event held over at Huddersfield. Um, I was there for us. You did. Uh, I caught up with all kinds of different people. So first of all, we are going to be hearing from the championship guys. So I caught up with John Duffy and Sylvan Houlis for their thoughts. Pre-season's done and dusted. You're into the game element of it. Um, what's your thoughts? Yeah, happy the lads have trained really hard this off-season. It's been real tough for them. Um, I think they were all dying for a game which came Saturday uh, against obviously the grand finals from last year's Super League so it was a great test for us uh, a lot to work on um, some positive stuff as well so another week now of prepping them to play Wigan uh, always, a, always an interesting one yeah yeah obviously uh, derby game for us uh, even though it's a, a friendly it's a, it's a derby as well isn't it? You know, so hopefully the fans can get down and uh, you know give it some for us and hopefully we can uh, perform a bit better than Saturday. As well as Lee recruiting and the, the stuff that you've done in bringing new players in, there's been a lot of movement around the Championship, haven't there? Particularly amongst oh, yeah. the, the top clubs. It's, it's like looking really tasty amongst them squads, isn't it? Well, I think everyone's had the same idea with Toronto having that budget. And, um, you know, being that cut above everyone last year, I think they're out the way now and everyone's thinking, right, we're going to go for it and give it a good, give it a good go this year and spend some money, so... It's a really tasty competition, um, exciting as a fan, exciting as a coach and a player, so we're looking forward to getting going. I can sense that excitement in you, John. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, I'm looking forward to it this season, obviously. Fantastic squad of players that uh, Derek's let us put together, so you know, we've, we've got to make sure that we've got them lads firing and we want to play for Lee. So, Sylvan Hules, Toulouse, we're here at, at the start of another season. Um, you've done some really good recruitment ahead of the new campaign. Yeah. Yeah, we did. You know, I'm really pleased with them, and they're really fitting really well. We went for experienced players, you know, players who played Super League and RL, and so um, you know, and, and they were, and then um, now what he has worked so far. It further adds to what you already have, which is a potent squad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, indeed. But maybe like, that's what uh, we analyze a bit. You know, we would like maybe you know at the end of the day you need to make the top five, and after it's playoff and. You need to have them experienced players who have been involved in there and with Irish and Irish and he has won some trophies. You know, you know, you need to have like a bit of composure, uh, and so that's why we went for them players. But no, it's been so far so good. It looks like it's an exciting place to be this season to lose with the, the whole uh, combining with uh, Toulousean. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he has, he has, he's going to be terrific. You know, like sharing the, the ground and with the, with the start to lose him. Which is like in the rugby world in, in Europe is quite mythic, you know. So yeah, I think it's, it's going to be tremendous. You know, like the atmosphere the, is a great stadium. You know, like for for away team, it's going to be like something fantastic to experience too. Um, like on the pitch, but also like this for the supporters. So. You know. uh, and who would you pick out as the main challenges to yourselves this year? You know, like I say to everyone, you know, I, you know like. It's such a competitive team, you know, uh, like championship, you know, like there's so many good coaches, good players, good team that maybe hard to pick some, you know, like last year Swinton came home and they beat us, you know, so, you know, you, you really need to be ready for every weekend, for every game and um, uh, and teams, are, every team has recruited, you know, every team has recruited Super League standards players, so...
Mm, every team has recruited Super League standard he, he's, players. He's a man under pressure. I think uh, this year Toulouse have got to go up, man. Um, I would agree. I would agree. He has been under a little bit of pressure over the last couple of years, and they've just come up short, haven't mm. they? Uh, you know, because they ended up playing in the uh, the Shield final the first time they got promoted into the championship. I think last year, all right, they got beat by Featherstone in, in the playoff uh, semi and to reach the grand final to, for the chance to get promoted but uh, no they had the excuse of Toronto being in the league last year and this year no excuse well to be fair you, you, you also heard John Duffy talking about the fact that Toronto were in it last year mm. they knew that everyone was fighting really to just get a shot at them in the grand yeah. final um, and John was saying there now they aren't in that position and they're not in the league, it's opened up a bit. There's been some really interesting recruitment, I think I said, about being done around the top clubs. Mm. Uh, I mean, I was there at the, the launch event, and you got f- fellas of the experience of like Brett Ferris, the, for, who's going to be turning out for Featherston this season. Uh, Chris Clarkson has been signed by York, so that continues the upward trajectory. They've got a new stadium coming on board as well, so I'd expect them to go well. Um, we talked about it right at the, the head of the show regarding uh, Tim Sheens. Uh, you know, an international standard coach who's going to be coaching in the championship this year. How's he going to find working with all these part-time players, having been full-time for the last 25, 30 years? Unless we're in for a bit of a shock, I can see the top five, in no particular order, it's going to be Toulouse, yeah. I think Lee, yeah. I think Featherstone, yeah. I think Witness and York. Yeah, um, maybe... Anyone yeah, else crashing? Maybe chuck a London in there as well, maybe because, London. you know, I know they, they've had a lot of changes, haven't they? Because yeah. they got relegated from Super League, a number of their players have moved on. Are the Broncos still staying full-time the Broncos are still staying full-time so so I think that that could have a bearing in that in that top five but they've got a few less experienced players this time around so Mm. it is going to be quite intriguing as to what we find I think Mm, all to all to play for I'll tell you where else there's all to play for where that's in league one uh, so the division below, there's going to be lots and lots of that being televised on the Our League app as well over the course. We might have, a, if we get chance over the course of the, the rest of the show, we might have a, a brief look at that. But uh, we've got plenty to look at. So I caught up with two guys uh, at the launch event. Uh, I spoke to Deck O'Donnell from Workington and a certain Bob Bezik. Yes, the one formerly of uh, Halifax, of Witness, of Lee Centurions and Toronto, of course. Was so, he playing his guitar? Uh, no, he didn't have his guitar, yeah, but you never know. Maybe next time round. Maybe next time round. Tell you what, we'll hear from them anyway. I'm really enjoying it, you know. Chris up there is putting us uh, for our paces along with uh, John Ola Conditioner, so I'd say they're getting a good laugh out of it, but you know, it's, it's tough when we're doing it. Uh, now, for yourself, it's another step along the rugby league journey. I think last time I spoke to you, you just signed at Lee. Uh, unfortunately, there wasn't a lot of game time there, so you moved on to Workington. How have they treated you as a club? Yeah, you know, I'm. And Lee there gave me a shot there in, in Championship uh, I didn't play as many games as I'd have hoped to but you know I, I went on loan up there at Workington and you know they've, they've treated me treated me great up there you know um, give me the game time and stuff and you know, I'm really really enjoying my rugby again so it's good uh, It's going to be tough this season isn't it in League One there's a few yeah. sort of teams and artists like Newcastle area we're here at the big launch event obviously uh, Newcastle area people will be talking about them and perhaps as as, as, as favourites Barrow seems to have recruited strongly as well. Yeah. Uh, do you see any other threats from anywhere? Mate, to be honest, it's going to be a real tough league that this year. And like you, you hit the nail on the head there. Newcastle, they've recruited really well. Barrow, they're a, they're a strong side. Um, and all you got, all you got to look at is Doncaster as well. They've recruited well. Keithley, you know, they've they've recruited well. I mean, it's going to be a real dogfight up up at the top of the table. You know, it's, it'll be a real tough league that. 
it's a real tough place to go in Newcastle, you know, they play like quite a, a fast style of rugby, you know, on their, uh, on their 4G pitch up there. So I'm sure uh, the Cumbrians, I think they'd much rather have you know, a big, big dog fight in the middle of the pitch, you know, just playing up through the middle. Bob, here we are, start of another campaign. Uh, change of club for yourself up at Newcastle. How are you settling in and how's pre-season on? Pre-season, as pre-season should be, it's tough, it's hard, it's physical, but um, yeah, really enjoying it. The lads have been great, we're all working hard together and hopefully we'll have a good start to the season. Uh, it looks like a good squad that's been put together up at Newcastle for the year. Yeah, I think uh, obviously the, the club are investing a little bit, and, but it's, it's only adding to what, what great work has been going on in the, in the past and I think there's some really good local lads that... Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing with and learning off as well so um, yeah it's going it's to be a, an enjoyable year up in Newcastle and I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to it I suppose that's one thing that a lot of people just look at the headline acts you know people like yourself being involved <laughs> in that type of stuff um, and they don't perhaps see that other development work that gets done so it is a lot of players have been promoted from within haven't they yeah I mean you've got, lo- you've got a few local lads we've got Watch an amateur game before the Whitehaven family at the weekend. Then we have the 18s, we've got reserves. Uh, it's important to breathe from within, isn't it? And um, I think there's certainly the community um, side of, of the club is certainly working hard. And if I can contribute in any way towards that in the future, then if I can contribute towards any kind of development in the future, I'd, I'd like to do that. So. Uh, you're a man these days of vast experience, I suppose. That's, that's a nice way of saying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not like a fine wine. Let's put yeah, it that way. Yeah, let's put it that start way. Drink. I realise I'm now, I'm now getting old because I'm actually enjoying drinking wine, which is surprising <laughs> to me. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I've, I've got a bit of experience, but I'm, so, I'm trying to learn every day as well, learning off the coaches, learning off the players. I mean, every day is a school day, isn't it? And I think as long as I've still got that attitude and that enthusiasm to try and learn and get better, then. I don't know, so long ago. So, so let, let's talk about the travel, because you're well travelled. I won't, I won't get a second-hand car off you, Bob, put it that way. Yeah. Um, what's that been like the last few years? Because I mean, you've, 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 you've taken it to all sides of the globe, really. Yeah, obviously, travelling to Canada and back has been an amazing experience, and I, I wouldn't change it for the world. I think Newcastle's slightly closer, but when you get a bad run on the M6, you know, you might as well be in Canada at some point. But um, tra- travel's part of the game. I'm, I'm quite narrow-minded when I was going through this, the early stages of my career, and, I remember moving to Halifax and I thought, oh, it's a long way to go, Halifax. And then ended up saying, but, it, but it's not, you know, if, if your mindset's that the game should just be played between a couple of hours on the M6 or the M62, then you're never going to expand, are you? So obviously getting to Canada, you can be there in six, seven hours. And what an amazing opportunity I've had and, and my family's all experienced that as well. So Newcastle's, yeah, it's, it's a great city. I'm, I'm happy to travel up and explore something new. I think expansion is probably the way to go and make, make rugby league a little bit more worldwide but um, travelling doesn't bother me I think as I get older I get into a bit of a routine and I'm quite comfortable with it I don't seem to get stressed about the same stuff anymore Keeping you up to date with everything rugby league this is the final hooter on Radio I Gym. never thought I'd see Bob Bezit drinking wine uh, I'll tell you what I never thought I'd hear him say that he doesn't get stressed out either I'll tell you what he cut... he's always been a laid back kind of a go- dude is um, he, Bob Bezit he cut an even more laid back kind of character to be honest but it, it's great to hear him still involved and having that passion as well up at Newcastle who've obviously I think we, we we all know that they've spent a little bit of money up there when you've got the likes of Missy Talapapa in your squad. Um, you know, they've got some strike. Um, they, they've got players what can score quite long-range tries as well, a couple of smart half-backs, uh, and they will be a lot of people's favourites. I, I think they're in the same boat as Toulouse. If it's going to be a success over there, um, they've got to go up this season. Well, they've also said as well that they're going to win the... Um, 
the, the Super League title by oh, 2030. Okay. Ah, okay. So they have a, a long-term ambition. You certainly need to get out of League One and in the Championship. I, I would agree with you there, Agent. Um, I, I think also looking around that, that division, there's a couple of other sides that look like they've strengthened particularly well. Um, we heard from Deco Donald from Workington. Uh, he's got himself a, a, a regular contract there, having been there on loan. Um, Barrow seems to have done some really interesting recruitment since they got relegated out of the Championship. Doncaster are usually strong in that division as well, and I think after after you know Keith Lacuga's getting taken over last year, um, I think them coming back uh, on zero points at the start of the season and having had a, a post season to be able to recruit everybody and a lot more sensible stuff around the, the club happening, um, I, I would tip them you know to go well next season. Cougarmania back in fashion. Uh, this will be Cougarmania Mark Three now, mm. won't it? I think. I think Rochdale could be the, the team that could probably break into the top five. Yeah, I would I would agree with you. I think they've done some some real smart recruitment from the amateur game. Actually, they've signed mm-hmm. a lot of lads. To be fair, that either I went on tour with, or I knew them from playing for Lancashire, right. from playing in the Lancashire ranks over the last sort of eighteen months or so. So, um, yeah, they've done well there on not a lot of cash. We all know that they're, they're not the the, the flushiest of clubs, um, despite them having been taken over by a certain. Andy Maisie, who's gone in there with some of the guys that he was involved with at Swinton, and he's hoping to resurrect that club. I think it is an interesting, an interesting job that they've got on the hands there. Uh, but they've got a great man in charge there in Matt Callan, don't they? Who knows what he's doing? Well, based on what we just said, it looks like it's going to be another north-south divide in League One. Maybe with North Wales being the best of the bunch. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would again. I'd agree with that. I think um, North Wales have done some smart recruitment as well from the amateur game. They've got a couple of lads that have gone the way uh, into their team from Wigan St Jude's who were quite potent in the amateur ranks last season I think they've signed the top two try scorers for St Jude's so whilst it's left them scratching their heads about where their tries are coming from in the National Conference League hopefully for North Wales Crusaders they'll be scoring the tries in League One Keeping you up to date with everything rugby league this is the final hooter on Radio General. Welcome back to the final hooter Agent Jackson Dave Parkinson talking rugby for the first time this season for 2020 and um, yeah, exciting times ahead in the men's league, isn't it? In terms of League One, Championship and Super League. Also as well, exciting times ahead for the women's Super League as well. Very much so. I mean, there was a big announcement at the weekend there for was. all the fixtures and how uh, how everything's going to look ahead of the new season. Um, the Super League, the Women's Super League has been expanded by a further two teams this year. So last year there was eight teams in the division. This time there's ten. Right. Huddersfield and Warrington have joined the big party. Um, I spoke with uh, Lee Westwood in a, a future podcast you'll be able to hear that particular interview as we get a little bit closer to the season Mm. Um, but one person who has even more enthusiasm for women's rugby league than myself uh, was none other than Courtney Hill the uh, Leeds player of the year and reigning woman of steel Uh, I caught up with her and this is our conversation you know I, I did have some decisions to make at the back end of last year but I'm really comfortable with with what I've decided and um, looking forward to a massive year, 2020, it will be good. Um, it's a huge year, not notwithstanding uh, the fact that the Super League has evolved even further. We've now got 10 teams involved, there's a new structure that's coming in. Um, have you had time to digest that and figure out what's what, what's happening, what's going to be happening? Yeah, yeah, no, it, it, um, it's a little bit different, isn't it? So it'll take you know, some, some getting used to, but I, I think everyone knows what it means. Um, Basically, it means it's game on from 
from round one, if you want, you've got to make that top four and then points being transferred from your round games, the home and away matches, through to the top four. There's no space, you know, there's no breathing space given that it's a one place, two grand finals. So there's no semi-final. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's all, all guns blazing from round one. Uh, now, Leeds really came home in the season with a wet sail, didn't they, from mm. around about semi-finals of the Challenge Cup onwards. Yep. You were like unbeatable. I wouldn't say unbeatable. <laughs> we did get beaten by Saints and Cass, but um, I think we saw, certainly stood up when it mattered most. Um, yeah, so you always, you know, we look back, we're grateful to win the double. We wanted the treble, but at the end of the day, I'm just so so proud of the girls that they stood up in big moments and the big matches. Um, it was a really memorable year, a very special year and one that we'll all remember for a very long time, yeah. The pleasing thing as well is about the development because there's now more girls than ever being inspired by you guys who, in a lot of regards, will be considered the front runners. Yeah, look, and that's first and foremost, we're players and we're there to do a job, but uh, secondly... Um, the way in which we play and the way in which we carry ourselves on and off the pitch. Um, that's our responsibility to, I guess, entice and draw more supporters, fans and young boys and girls to the, to the game. Um, and I hope that, I, I don't hope, I believe that that's how we do things at, at the Leeds Rhinos and I know that many of the other clubs are also doing wonderful things at grassroots level um, you know, to develop our game. Numbers is where it's at. We want to grow participation rates. With participation, we'll get stronger competitions. Strong competitions, we'll have better international teams. Um, and that's, I guess, ultimately at the end of the day, what we're all about is um, bigger picture. Let's, um, let's get some really good England teams on the pitch and at big tournaments with the World Cup coming up on home soil. No better time to do it. No better time to do it indeed. That was uh, Courtney Hill, who I remember I spoke to her at the very end of last season. She was a bit unsure about where her future lay, whether okay. it was going to be back in, going in, to in cricket. What way? Cricket? Yeah, yeah, because she's, she's quite a renowned cricketer as well. Right, okay. Um, and up until two years ago, she'd never picked up a, a rugby league ball before. Oh, right, so, okay. Then she won uh, Woman of Steel. Woman of Steel last year. She was outstanding when she joined Lee Rhinos in the first year of the Women's Super League. And, um, you know, she's just gone from strength to strength, but she had a bit of a decision to make. So I, I for one, am really pleased that the current woman of steel, the best player in women's rugby league in this country, uh, has decided to stay another season. Having said that, she is off to Australia to play in the NRL Women's Nines on loan. From All right, the okay. Leeds so Leeds are hoping that she does come back. Yes, she's going to be representing the Sydney Roosters. Mm, she mm. might stay over there. I hope not. Because she, she, I mean, you heard her talk. I mean, she's one of the most enthusiastic people that I know about rugby league, and I'm pretty enthusiastic for it myself. In all fairness, um, got to pay credit to Courtney as well because um, whilst there was a number of players and coaches decided to get off early, like they always do, yeah, um, she stuck it around to the very last. In fact, the noises you could hear in the background was them actually packing up the room behind us. That's dedication, uh, isn't but, it? But you know. The game. I think that uh, you know Leeds will go well again this season in Women's Super League. You also got Castleford there, who did particularly well last season, won the uh, won, won the minor premiership, finished top of the league. Um, from from 
this side of the Pennines, where we're recording from, St. Helens, you'd fancy them to, to, to be there or thereabouts again. Um, but it's going to be quite interesting with this new structure. because I was going, I was going to mention the structure. The intriguing bit I've read about yeah. it is this split after nine rounds. That's right, yeah. So everybody plays each other once in the league, and right. then the top four go off and they'll play each other again, home and right. away, okay. to create another number of games. And the bottom six will all go away and play each other. Uh, so in theory, you're going to get closer games, or you'll get more closer right. games. That's the idea, and to get more competitiveness. Because ultimately, if you look beyond sort of the those teams in Wigan, uh, Bradford are there or thereabouts. Right. So I think that this is certainly something that will drive standards. So um, I'm really looking forward to it. It's something that, you know, our league's got behind. Um, you know, I'll be behind a number of those broadcasts over the course of the season. Um, and I've got to admit, I really enjoyed the standard of women's rugby last season. thought it was fantastic. Very interesting. They, they score tries from positions and chuck plays on that we've not seen in the men's game for quite a while. Um, and it was just refreshing to see, basically. Now, Rugby League is in the off-season, a bit like us, we're still in the off-season because the, the season's not started yet, uh, as we record the first uh, Final Hooter podcast for loverubbleague.com. Thanks very much for Radio General for letting us use the studio for the first time in 2020. Start of a new era, isn't it, really? A new decade of Rugby League. Uh, but the road to Wembley, believe it or not, for the amateur boys anyway, and the uh, services, the Navy, the Army, the British Police... Uh, anyone at RAF? Uh, the road to Wembley started. Amazing. Yeah, it has. And uh, it's a you, long road, isn't it? You took in one game. I, I did. I went. I took in West Bank versus Witness West Bank versus the RAF. And I took in. A, I took in another one. Uh, well, you couldn't have t- seen him take on the RAF. No, I it was, was the at that Navy. Game. The Navy. Sorry. Don't, don't get muddled up. <laughs> well, it's, it's the Navy. Yeah, because I got muddled up once on commentary and quickly got put right. <laughs> uh, Navy. Um, no, were the be- weren't the better team in the first half. It's first to say West Bank were, but uh, the Navy certainly gave it their all in that second half. We were very unlucky not to have won the game. Uh, the other winners from the first round of the Challenge Cup saw Skirlaw defeat Hunslet Club Parkside. Barrow Island win against Ronda Outlaws. York Acorn have too much in the tank for Hammersmith Hills Hoists. Upton defeated Jarrow Vikings. Rochdale Mayfield, who we've already mentioned, have lost a lot of players to Rochdale Hornets, funnily enough, in the close season. They defeated London Chargers. Ashton Bears were making their very first appearance in the Challenge Cup. They travelled up to Edinburgh and came away with the win. Underbank Rangers defeated Lot Lane in an all-premier division encounter. Uh, West Bank Bears, as Adrian was describing, they defeated the Royal Navy. There was a win for West Bowling away at Featherstone Lions for West Hull away at Pilkington Rex. Thornhill Trojans defeated much-changed Thato Heath Crusaders. Siddle had the edge over Saddleworth Rangers. Wigan St. Pat's defeated Juice Moore in an outstanding clash there. Uh, Dissington, who's got some pedigree really, of the Cumbrians over the last three or four years in the Challenge Cup. They dispatched Bedford Tigers. Milford had a big win against Wigan St. Jude's. Lee Miners just squeezed through against Stanley Cup Classic there, 28-26 by the way. The British Army have progressed to the next round thanks to a defeat of Ulton Raiders. Rose Bridge defeated uh, East Hull. Bentley of the Yorkshire Men's League, they had too much in the tank for the Royal Air Force. Normanton Knights defeated Irish team Longhorns. Sherwood Wolf Hunt of the, middle, of the Midlands Cracking um, name that it's it's a great name. In fact, I was concentrating that much on saying the name right that I re- messed my link up. But Sherwood Wolf Hunt they b- b- defeated uh, West Warriors and the Great British Police Force defeated Torfean Tigers. Second round draws took place already. Who plays who? Well, it's again we've got some intriguing ties, Adrian. It's Thornhill Trojans against Normanton Knights. Lee Miners Rangers taking on Upton. 
Underbank Rangers are at home to Dissington. The British Army have been rewarded with another home tie, this time against uh, Division 1 Skirler. Milford take on Inchrose Bridge. That should be a thriller. York Acorn, they'll uh, host Barrow Island. The Great Britain Police Force, they'll host Rochdale Mayfield. Interesting thing there, they both play at Mayfield. Wow, okay. But it's the police who will have the home dressing so room. Rochdale Mayfield got an away game at their own ground. They have, yes. Sherwood Wolf Hunt, they've been rewarded for winning in the last round with a tie against West Bowling of Bradford. Siddle take on Ashton Burrs. Ashton Burrs, that's a really tough tie, that, for them. Uh, Wigan St. Pat's at home to West Hull. In what what looks a game like the, is that going to be? That looks like the pick of the ties, doesn't it? I, I am excited by that one myself. Uh, and West Bank Burrs, they've been rewarded for defeating the uh, the Navy by drawing against Bentley. And what this is, this is Northwest Men's League winners taking on the Yorkshire Men's League winners. All the winners step forward into round three to take on the, the semi-pros of League One. Yeah, that's when uh, they get involved. So, And we'll follow the action all the way here on Radio General. Keeping you up to date with everything rugby league. This is the final hooter on Radio General. Yes, it is the final hooter. We Just one thing I want to talk about, here. the Go on. Challenge Cup, is the fact the fans in July this year. Yes, it's been brought August. forward, hasn't it? Yeah. Uh, and they've also changed the kickoff to the 1895 Cup. That's going to be a 12 o'clock kickoff. They've obviously listened to you when you, mo- you were moaning about Must it to me last year. And yeah. you're saying, can't believe that that kicked off at six o'clock and there was nobody left in the ground. Other than the ones who were watching Sheffield and Witness. Yeah, now... As, as you mentioned, they're gonna they're, that's going to kick off at twelve. The final is at three. Um, also, school boys is, is that eleven? I think so. Yeah, that's it, that's, that's in the morning, which right. is always a, a big part to the day as well, isn't it? Could be, it? It could be a very long day. Is a cup final day, isn't it? It is. I tell you, another day that's going to be very long as well, and that is the semi final day. Again, we've got a, a triple header. We've got the two semi finals of the Coral Challenge Cup and the final of the Women's Coral Challenge Cup as well. Uh, so I, I'm really looking forward to that. I think that's going to take place on the 6th of July. That's all in the future. Super League's still in pre-season. They're all getting ready uh, for round one of a brand new Super League season. How old Super League this year? Is it 24? 24-25, I think, wow. isn't it? So, uh, we both we know the game's 125 years old, but Super League's in its 24th year concept, we think. I'm sure that's right. I'll take your word for it. Don't take my word I'm for sure it. that you've done the so, homework. I was in the bottom sets in maths, so don't... Yeah, I'm sure you've done your homework, if you're saying it, mate. I'm I believe sure you. I'm sure we're on Super League 24 or 25. We'll research it for the next time. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, there's, there's media days all over the place. They've not had the official Super League launch yet. You're going to that one uh, at some point in the future over in... Is it in Leeds? It is, yeah. It's at over Headley. at Headingley, yeah. So you'll have all the reaction from those guys. But uh, St. Helens and Warrington have had their media days. And uh, our man... Our man Steve, Steve Manning, Manning was uh, over at St. Helens. Went over to Saints. Another tough season because uh, everyone's recruited really well. And uh, I think I think uh, we just need to get get on, get on, a, get on a good run early and, uh, and get points on the board. The old cliche. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we'll be all right. I think we've, we've had a good off-season and... We have, uh, we've, uh, we're, we're uh, improving on things that Wolfie wants to improve on. So, if uh, if we can uh, keep improving and, and keep keep everyone fit, I think that's the main thing because it is such a long season. I think we're we're standing good stead. 
You've mentioned Wolf here, new coach. Do you call him Wolf or is it Mr. Wolf? <laughs> Sir Wolf. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, tr- I try not to speak to him as much as I can because I'll probably end up annoying him. But <laughs> I call him Wolf every now and then. But no, he's a, he's a good bloke. He's uh, he's coming with uh, his philosophy. Doesn't really want to change much. Just wants to work on a few little things that he thinks that we can be better on. And uh, and the boys are buying into it. And it's 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 a it's a good. Um, it's a good mix at the moment. Great season last year. Yeah, well, um, yeah, it was a good year um, that we had last year. It couldn't have uh, written it better. Um, you know, it was, it was great to be a part of a team that was willing to work so hard for each other and, and um, do all the little things for each other. And um, yeah, it's something that would, was different in the past where, where I came from. So 14 months ago, 15 months ago, I was in a bad place. The season back in 2020, um, no pressure. Champions, league leaders, runners up in the Challenge Cup. Uh, what beckons for you and Saints this year? Yeah, well, hopefully, and uh, for more silver it would be nice. But you know, we, um, you know, we sort of have to move on from last year, and it's, a, it's going to be a total different season from well, what we'll bring this year. And you know, everyone uh, with other teams recruiting and everything like that, and everyone's going to be different in their own way. And um, I'm sure we, we, we can't just keep our standards that we had last year as well. We've got to go up another level. You can't really rest on your laurels, really. I mean, you've got uh, Salford opening game, then you've got Warrington, but you've got a, a little team coming over because uh, Sydney City Roosters, uh, for a chance for you to be world champions. Yeah. And it's a few years since Saints have had that mantle. Yeah, I believe so. I think it was, was it 07, was it? Before, yeah, 2007. Um, I don't even know that because I've just walked past the wall. That, that, you know, that's one thing you are as players here. You're you're haunted by the ghosts of the of the past. Those successful teams. So, uh, no, I just literally had a little look out the corner of my eye and seeing the 01 and 07 logo there. So, uh, look, we want to try and put a 19, uh, sorry, a 20 next to that. Now, you know, we want to make sure that our own uh, our own piece of history is embodied into this club. And uh, again, it'll be a super occasion. For everybody involved in this town and everybody involved in St Helens. So, um, look, I was I was fortunate enough and and perhaps unfortunate enough to play in that in the last World Club final when we got oh, turned up in the horn. No. So, you know, look, we've got to um, you know lessons have got to be learnt from that, and um, I think they will be. I think uh, I think we're our teams are much more balanced, competitive, stronger-minded team than than perhaps that one was. Uh, so and like I said that year we'd lost a few players but yeah. this year we haven't really so uh, you know look it'll be it'll be great but like you say we have got those earlier rounds first and, and three very tough games in Salford and, and both Warrington and Holloway I think it is so they're no easy games them are they to open a season so look we're going to be tested but you know that's what that, it, it's, it, it's the beginning of the season you, you, you know what's at stake right from the off and everyone's just got to rip in there's our man Steve Manning catching up with uh, Louis McCarthy Scarsbrook, Lachlan Coote and Carl Amor. And you mentioned the World Club Challenge, Sydney Roosters. Uh, can you see the Saints defeating Sydney Roosters? I've got to be honest, I'd like to say yes, but I will. they're very good. They are. I mean, don't get me wrong, I know they've lost Cooper Cronk and he's retired. Mm. Um, you know, and to, to be honest, I know we've mentioned the Super League retirees, but we could go through a whole raft of NRL ones as well, yeah. couldn't we? But... but um, yeah, it's going to be so, so tough. One one positive, I suppose, is the fact that uh, the Roosters, they have lost Lateral Mitchell, their top point scorer right, last okay. season. Right. He's just signed for South Sydney Rapitos. So Get you know you're NRL. That's stuff. a real bit. I've, I've had to digest the books over the, over the close season, you know. 
Good to see the players have got a nickname for the coach already. Wolfie. Oh, it is funny, that, Wolfie. isn't it? You it see is. what the away fans are going to be singing. Go on, go on. Who's afraid of the big bad wolf? They'll be able to sing it twice now when they play Warrington. They can, Christian yeah. Wolf well, in the dugout for Saints. They'll, they'll also be able to play it. Excuse my uh, singing, by the way. They'll also be able to play it three times, won't they? Toronto Wolf back. Of course. Don't forget the, the Toronto boys. That's going to be the anthem of rugby league for 2020. <laughs> Who's afraid of that big bad wolf? Exactly. Uh, right, you had uh, an interesting afternoon of it yourself, didn't you, over at Warrington, mate? Yeah, I caught up with uh, the Price is Right Steve Price, Anthony Gelly, and um, Joe Philbin. Joe Philbin, let's hear from them right now. It's going to be a, a really um, enjoyable season, hopefully. Um, you know, that's what we've, all clubs, I'm sure, will be setting out to, to achieve. And um, I feel that the uh, the competition is going to be a lot stronger than you know what it has in previous seasons. and. You know, I look at the strength and uh, the recruitment assets. Um, you know, Toronto are brought in, especially with Sonny Bill Williams to the game, and the recruitment of you know, uh, to name a few clubs in Leeds and Hull who they brought in, um, and on on our side to bring in really strong ten new recruits to our club too. So um, yeah, we can't wait. It's been a real tough pre-season, like I'm sure you know the other twelve. Uh, the other 11 clubs are saying too so um, this type of year the uh, players just want to get out there and, and start playing now first say the guys are fully refreshed and raring to go had a few few days off over Christmas and still still in a high phase of training now so um, you know we haven't tapered off yet it's we've just got to keep raising the bar and then we'll um, you know we'll look at that you know come you know early days of round one so uh, they're uh, they're in a good place. Uh, um, you know, there's a strong belief and, and, and togetherness within our organisation, and um, I'd like to think that will continue to grow. You mentioned the new additions. How, how are they fit into the Warrington Wolves jigsaw? Yeah, all of them have been fantastic. You know, they bring different attributes to you know um, to their teammates, and you know, I've been really pleased with their attitude and you know their their work ethic. And, um, so it's uh, yeah, it's exciting times. Feels like two minutes to go um, since last season, but um, very excited for this season, as you are with every year. But um, you know, I feel like we've we've recruited really well, and um, how, how we're going in training and stuff like that. You know, um, really exciting, me and uh, I just can't wait to get going. What's your thoughts on last season? Um, obviously, we we had so many highs and so many lows. Um, it's very, very, very up and down season. You know, not too much consistency, uh, which is what we're going to work on. Um, we obviously had had our day at Wembley, which was uh, fantastic. Um, but then we probably thought job done, um, and we we thought we'd, we'd done something with our season, and we we didn't kick on when we when we we had the potential to. So um, we've learnt our lesson, and I think uh, tunnel vision on getting to that grand final this year and. Um, and yeah, that's that's what we want to go for. For yourself personally, it seems to be a breakthrough season for you last year. Would you agree with that one? Yeah, yeah, I'd say. Well, I'd say like last last few years, I've I've been I've been getting uh, some good game time, and you know, ever since Steve's come in, really, I've I've, I've really took my game to a to another level. But it was it was nice to um, nice to get some recognition last year at the end of the season, and uh, um, yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm just enjoying my rugby, you know, that that, it, and I feel like that's when you play your best when you just you just smile on your face not caring the world and just drop your shoulders and, and just go and play and 
you know, Steve's put put some confidence in me to do that, and um, you know, I'm, I'm just I'm just living it. What challenges are you most looking forward to for this season then? Game one, Wigan Warriors. Game uh, one. Yeah, that you know, it's a week by week process. Um, is is the Super League? Uh, there's so many games um, that you you can't look forward or look ahead to anything because you've got another game a few days later. So. Um, yeah, game game one. That's that's all that's that's all that's in our heads. And then when when that's done, onto the next and onto the next. And uh, you know, just try and get into a good 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 rhythm and um, and just keep enjoying it. Just the challenge of winning winning a Super League. You know, the club hasn't won won a Super League since '54, I think it is. So um, yeah, that's a that's a massive challenge. You know, to be a part of the team that can do that and and uh, break that mould and break the curse, if you will. You know, it'll be really special. When the fixtures came out, game one, Wigan, what was your thoughts on that point? Oh, mate, it's got me nervous, to be honest. Yeah. And I was hoping for, I was always looking forward to the Wigan game, but I was hoping for maybe a few games to kind of get into it and, you know, get myself warmed up to it. But now nah, it's just going to be baptism of fire straight in there. You spent last season with Witness, how did you find that experience? Uh, very different. You know, I kind of saw a different side of the game. Um, Learn, learn a lot of lessons, learn a lot of things about myself. Um, so it was definitely, definitely wasn't a wasted year. You know, I think if you're learning, learning things along the way, you know, you're making the most of it, and that's what, definitely what I've done. How do you, how do you feel you fitted it within the ones and jigsaw in pre-season? Um, I think I fitted in well. Like I said, a lot of the boys have been away, so it has been a bit disjointed. Um, I've just kind of come in and just. You know, kind of set a standard for myself by working hard. You know, and that sets a standard for the people around me to, you know, lift their game as well. You sampled the atmosphere at Warrington as a Wigan player. You're looking forward to sampling it as a Warrington player. Yeah, yeah, can't wait, man. You know, I've always, I always enjoyed um, games at the Halliwell Jones. Uh, great atmosphere, and um, you know, to get that every week would be pretty cool. Anthony Gellin back in Super League. Back in Super League and really looking forward to the whole atmosphere of the Halliwell Jones from the sound of it. I'm intrigued to see how he goes because he, he left Wigan a bit of a hero, didn't he? Um, he come back, had a, off, he had a one season with Witness in the Championship, decided to step back into Super League. Mm, be interesting to see how, he, uh, how it pans out for him. It will. What do you make of everyone else, though? Where do you think uh, that our top five is going to lie? Oh, I've already scratched, written these down. I've gone for the same time. I think they're going to be there or thereabouts, despite the new coach at the helm. Agree with you. Wigan. I yep. think they're going to kick on. Yep. And now they've got the stability of Adrian Lamb having a full pre-season and the fact they know, they know he's going to be here. Uh, for the entire season, being that we haven't got the mess that we had last season. Yeah, there's no ghost of Sean Edwards hanging over him, is there? Fit Hull FC should be thereabouts. Yeah, I'd agree. And go with that one. Warrington, you can't rule them out with the fact they've signed quality players right across the board again. Yeah. Uh, one out of the box, I'm going to go Catalans. Really? Yeah. Uh, are you hoping for the Maloney effect then? Maybe. Because I've jotted down Leeds. I You've think Leeds. Leeds, yeah, yeah. See, I've, I've put on the, another team that probably can crash into the top five. I have gone with Leeds, but I think my, my cast iron top five are those. Are we going to be right? I guess we'll have to find out, won't we? Thanks for joining us on the final Hooter, and we'll be back again very soon. Keeping you up to date with everything rugby league, this is the final Hooter on Radio General. <laughs>